A question that's been raised here in New York City is why exactly is there so much pot being sold all across the city? Supposedly legal pot or decriminalized pot, but at the same time, there's no legal system of sales in place to replace the legal bootleggers who are selling it. Eric Adams rose the argument, giggled and laughed about it. He jokes about sampling the product and other things. But at the end of the day, there's something sinister in that laugh. There's something that asks a question as to who really is in charge and who is profiting from it. Well, the biggest distribution of marijuana in North America is not American, it's not from north of the border, it comes from just south of the border. And it comes flowing through that open border where authorities are dealing with hundreds of thousands of so-called refugees who are mostly economic migrants abusing a system and claiming political asylum in order to be able to well, get work, but also strip benefits out of much-needed support for Americans who themselves are in need. Oh yeah, that happens. But who is really doing it, and how far and what extent is it happening? Well, there's a lot of talk about what is going on, and how the Mexican drug cartels, Los Zetas, new generation of Jalisco cartel, the, uh, of course, old Sinaloa, the Knights Templar, and others are really now controlling much of the southwestern part of the United States and its drug trade going into California and all the way across America. But also deeply involved in it is the People's Republic of China. And China is selling drugs deep into the United States to create revenue, of course. Here is a DEA agent explaining. It's the leading cause of death for people 18 to 45 years old. This Sunday, August 21st, is National Fentanyl Prevention and Awareness Day, and the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, is spearheading efforts to get the substance off the streets. And we are joined now by DEA Administrator Ann Milgram. uh, So what we see happening at DEA is essentially that there are two cartels in Mexico, the Sinaloa Cartel and the Jalisco New Generation Cartel that are killing Americans with fentanyl at catastrophic and record rates like we have never seen before. And those cartels are acting with calculated, deliberate treachery to get fentanyl to the United States and to get people to buy it through fake pills, by hiding it in other drugs, any means that they can take in order to drive addiction and to make money. Let's talk about the treachery and the addiction, because, you know, once upon a time, the theory of a drug dealer was they wanted to keep a person addicted, keep them paying money, but not kill them. And now we're seeing people die at an incredibly high rate. So what's changed? That, that's totally right. The whole world of drugs have, have changed. I mean, first of all, the fentanyl that we see is synthetic. It's man-made. So it's important to know that there is an unlimited amount that these two cartels can make. 
All they need are precursor chemicals that they are buying from China, from these Chinese chemical companies, bringing them to Mexico and synthesizing massive quantities. So that's critically important to understand. The second piece is that it used to be that drug deals were hand to hand, that they were in back alleys or that they were connected to a specific dealer that would meet someone. And you saw them face to face. And you saw them face to face. That's totally gone. We live in a world now where technology, a digital age, where social media has become a superhighway. So for a dealer, for the the criminal cartel, Sinaloa and Jalisco New Generation Cartel, they want to relentlessly expand. And the way they do that is by driving addiction and by selling more and more. And so what they'll do, fentanyl is the most deadly widespread drug we've ever seen. If it does not kill someone, they, the likelihood of them becoming addicted and buying more and more is very high. So how do they use the social media, And That's what I'm fascinated right. with, because it's targeting Americans, especially targeting teenagers. Yeah. Yes. In several cases, Absolutely. Dr. Berman yes. joined us to talk about the tragic death of her son, and he's online on Snapchat, she mm. says, and she has no idea what's happening. Yeah. She has no idea he was engaging in that. So how is it working? So this we this tragic story we hear I hear you every do. single it's day. It's not isolated. It's not isolated. And and what's happening is that social media is it's essentially a super highway. It's also anonymous. And again, think about you know, someone doesn't have to walk to a street corner to buy drugs. You have kids sitting in their bedroom. Anyone with a smartphone has a drug dealer with them. So what does the drug dealer do? So what the drug dealer does is they go on these on, on any of these platforms, Snapchat in particular, um, we talk about a lot because it's used frequently, and they do it a lot of different ways. They may go into the comments to people who are going to a concert and start to target them and say, hey, I'll be there. Do you want to meet up? They may post an emoji list but do of they drugs. Say I'm gonna- sell you fentanyl? Is that no, what they say? never. So this is one of the things I think it's most important for people to understand. When they go in, they sell, they say, I'm going to sell you an Oxycontin mm-hmm. pill. Yeah. I'm going to sell you an Adderall. I'm going to sell you a Percocet as if it were real. And this is the deliberate calculated treachery of the cartels. They're lying to you. So kids think they're buying exactly. Oxy or Percocet. Oh. So, point out. We should point out that Snapchat says that they've stepped up their protections, that they're trying to educate their users, and they're trying to work with law enforcement. So they've got a, a pretty lengthy statement here, shutting down dealers, improving our support for law enforcement, uh, and educating Snapchatters about the fatal dangers of counterfeit pills. But, but that but statement I, aside, are you think, getting the help and support you need from these companies? And, but I also think it's important, though, the kids think they're buying one thing. Yes. Do the pills look similar? They have no way of knowing that they're getting fentanyl. That's they shouldn't not, be buying any of it. I mean, it shouldn't be available exactly, through the exactly, phone. You're right about that. But the fact is they are buying it. But they don't think they're buying fentanyl, right? Exactly. They think they're buying Oxy. And I will tell you, if you put them side by side... You can't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference. The lifelong professionals at the DEA can't tell the difference. They look exactly as if they're the real pill. And they have none of those ingredients in it. They're fentanyl and things like... But you can't go after these companies that are uh, facilitating the sale of these narcotics to our children? So right now, we we are actively investigating every single possible lead we can take. And we are looking very much at what we can do in this space. Our top priority is to defeat the two cartels. Because to be really clear, there is an unlimited amount of drugs that they can make. We have to stop it before it comes from China to Mexico to the US. The second piece is that, yes, we have to be aggressive on this. So from that interview there with the CBS uh, talking to director of the DEA. Let's go back in time a little bit and find out how New York's DEA office, uh, Mr. Vaughn, 
uh, with the or Agent Vaughn, yeah, rather with the uh, with the agent to uh, discuss this issue and problem that is growing tremendously as Mexican cartels are increasingly taking over the retail trade of drugs in New York State. This goes back to around 2017, 2018, when the cartels began to take over after many of the more traditional groups of organized crime were pushed out, primarily because the Mexican cartels have an unlimited supply of fentanyl and other drugs that is coming in from Asia, and particularly China. And of course, other parts of uh, the Asian mainland, such as Afghanistan via Turkey and those areas. I'm Mike of New York. Let's listen in. Here's the DEA Special Agent Bonds on what is uh, happening as far as the areas of concern that they have, particularly in upstate New York, where the cartels are since 2017 taking over the situation. This interview is from a few years back. So listen to what was happening then. From what you heard earlier from the uh, DEA director, and you can find out just who is in control of New York's illegal drug scene. They took over the transportation routes from the Colombians that had already established the drug trafficking organizations within the cities across the United States to include upstate New York. And so by taking over the routes, they were able to introduce um, things that were coming from Mexico into the United States, you know, obviously methamphetamine, and then methamphetamine got to be a point where the supply and demand has changed, so there wasn't that much of a demand for it. So then they went ahead and they started uh, substituting the methamphetamine for heroin. And then when heroin got to be a point where it was into the cities, then next thing you know it, they started doing the, meth- the uh, fentanyl and then the car fentanyls. Mm-hmm. So if, they're dr- if there's drugs... On on the streets in the cities, in the towns across the United States, more than likely it came in through Mexico, and the, the Mexican drug uh, organizations are the ones that have those routes established to get the get the drugs across into the U.S. from point A to point B. Well, obviously, you know, by having more narcotics on the street, um, the addiction has increased as we have all, are all experiencing from the opiate uh, epidemic that we have. We have additional crimes because with the uh, with drug trafficking and drug use, there's uh, usually an increase in crimes. The gun violence, protecting these routes to make sure and protecting their assets and their business, so the gun violence is increased, as well as the money laundering. If the, if the narcotics are coming into the United States, they've got to get the money back out of the U.S., back into Mexico, so uh, they can ship more drugs into the U.S. Every city, every city, every town, nobody's exempt. It doesn't discriminate. Every Jamestown and other areas uh, across the United States, uh, opiate abuse is in every city, every town in every region. So, yeah, it's affecting everyone. The, the Colombians have already established the routes of, of the drug trade coming into the United States. So by force, violence, murder, um, money, uh, the Mexicans took over and allowed them to uh, basically bring the narcotics into the United States. Uh, they used to be the transporters for the Colombians at one time. So the Colombians utilized the Mexicans to be transporters, and then eventually what they did is they muscled the way in into where they basically kicked the Colombians out, and the Mexicans uh, are, are running the show. Well, the one thing that we have, which DEA is well known for, is uh, establishing task forces all across the United States. We, have, we partner up with uh, state and local law enforcement agencies. We make them part of the DEA task force. Um, we work side by side to investigate 
uh, is a, like a force multiplier. We give them our resources. We work with them um, in, in order to, you know, go after these drug trafficking organizations in their community. We have heroin initiatives. Uh, we go out and do uh, heroin symposiums in order to educate the people about the risks of this epidemic. We have tactical diversion squads where we ask the state and locals to join our task forces that target um, the diversion of pharmaceuticals that are going out there. We've got, uh, you know, legitimate pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, pain, pain medication that uh, is being uh, diverted from legitimate use and being sold on the streets. So we're targeting those individuals and obviously the demand reduction. You know, going out there and educating people uh, about the risks associated with opiate use and the pain medications. You know, the opiate epidemic doesn't discriminate against anybody. Uh, it, it happens to everyone and, and everybody's at risk. So what we do is we work with our community groups. Uh, we have treatment and education partners in, uh, in addition to law enforcement partners. DEA has a 360 program and uh, operation prevention. We are also involved with Big Brother and Big Sisters. Uh, DEA Explorers, and then Friday Night Lights, where really instead of working in the shadows behind the scenes, DEA is really up out front working with the community leaders in order to, you know, play our role and play our part in uh, just education and hopefully reducing for the folks wanting these narcotics. Yes, many drugs have been decriminalized in New York City and across New York State, but those items that have been decriminalized primarily for recreational use are not the so-called hard drugs, such as heroin, uh, oxycodone, abuse of prescription drugs, and those types of items. Those are still criminal to engage in a trade in those things because they do kill people. 108,000 people die every year in the United States from uh, drug overdoses and in New York City alone that number is a staggering amount that almost equals or even exceeds the amount of people killed between the ages of 18 and 45 from COVID or any other disease. So, you know, drug addiction is a disease, of course, it is a problem that is and can be helped with treatment, but those who profit from it are actually engaged in murder. They're killing people with these drugs that are harmful and hurtful for those who are unable at times uh, because of some reason uh, to uh, resist the temptation to take it. They're just uh, built that way that, uh, you know, just as some people become, uh, you know, uh, obsessed with certain things, some people become clinically obsessed or, or uh, biologically obsessed to, to addiction, which is a major problem with, uh, with uh, drug use that needs to be uh, well dealt with as far as how to prevent it. Education is the best way, but of course another way is eliminating the supply. And that elimination begins at the southern border and the northern border where these drugs are being smuggled in both from Canada and from Mexico, as well as the coastal borders of the United States. Fentanyl and other drugs are found, for example, in the ports of New Jersey, uh, in, in the areas of uh, you know Pennsylvania, by the ton. You have this stuff coming in from different parts of the world. And, uh, you know, it is the biggest market is here. The problem is, as long as people are buying it, as long as people are glamorizing it, and we're not talking about, you know, people buying pot 
uh, on, on some street corner from, from some thug uh, who deals in drugs. We're talking about, uh, you know, major sales of counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl that are killing Americans, killing New Yorkers, and have to be dealt with. Since August 21, there's been a, uh, you know, the, the National Fentanyl Day Awareness Day here in the United States. But this is something that, you know, should be a primary focus of our leaders as the elections come around. It is a major concern. It is harming almost every family in New York State has this problem that they have to deal with and, uh, you know, see members of their family, you know, hit hard by this problem. I'm Mike of New York. That's the latest for me for now. And uh, we'll be back with more topics and uh, ideas as we come along and how to deal with these things. Remember, a country that doesn't have boundaries, laws, and borders enforced is a country that is about to fail and fall and falter. Because only when rules are kept in place can society function properly. What you have without rules, without laws, without enforcement is anarchy. And that cannot be allowed to exist in any society because it will lead to that society's downfall. There is a reason that chaos is never a great way to run a city. And we are in the city and state in chaos in New York State. I'm Michael New York. Have a great day. God bless you. God bless these United States of America. And God bless those who do the hard work to keep us safe. Have a great day. Thank you.